0: Welcome to the Realized Gains Podcast, a guide to real estate investing. Join our co-hosts, Jordan Lee and Stephen Tran, as we interview a diverse group of real estate investors, both amateur and professional. Our goal is to help you understand that anyone can invest in real estate. Tune in to hear creative strategies and learn from both our mistakes and our successes. You can find us where you love to listen to podcasts, on YouTube or at JordanLeemortgage.com.
1: You know, with a house... I'm only putting down three and a half percent, right? So but I'm benefiting from um, appreciation of an average of three percent on a hundred percent of the asset, right? Like yep. on almost six hundred K of the asset, right? But with like a stock unless uh, unless yeah, you're, you're not going to get 97 leverage, yeah. leverage on a stock. right right <laughs> i mean you, you can find ways to do that but <laughs> generally speaking <laughs> you can't get that type of benefit so it almost seems like a cheat code to be able to put you know go so low money down and and now too you you saw you published something about you know the fha that upfront you know fee went from like you know, 85 basis. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, mu- like, the, the, the
0: annual mortgage insurance premium is, mm-hmm.
1: is a lot less now. Yeah. yeah. So that's, e- that's even better. Right. So, and you get, yeah, your your regular rate is lower than what a conventional would be before the, the PMI or MIP. So yeah, all in all, it seems pretty favorable. And that's why, since we use my FHA on this property, then we'll be using Sandy's FHA on the next property mm-hmm. and, and go from there. Brilliant strategy, yeah.
2: Hey guys, welcome to episode 28 of the Realized Gains podcast. I'm Stephen Tran. I'm an Oregon realtor and I invest in multifamily properties and in short-term rentals. And my co-host on this episode is Jordan Lee. He is a lender licensed in at least seven states from what I know. And he invests in single-family homes. And on this episode, uh, we interview some of my very first clients, uh, Rob Tice and Sandy McCartan. Uh, they're very good friends of mine. They're actually some of my very first clients ever. We actually met on the Pockets forum. Uh, they were looking to move to Portland from Chicago and were looking to house hack or jump into a duplex or a, a multifamily. And so you kind of get to hear in this podcast their journey of finding a property, which was very difficult You know, in the times when interest rates were really low. And then uh, their journey of renovating a house that's over 100 years old. So stay tuned for this episode. It's a great one. Check it out. Hey guys, welcome to the Realized Gains Podcast. I'm Stephen Tran and I'm Jordan Lee
0: here, your co-host. And tell us about our guest, Stephen.
2: Yeah, so we have Rob and Sandy. These are my friends and uh, some of my first clients. Yeah. So uh, can you kind of just tell us a little bit about yourself?
3: Yeah, well, uh, first of all, thank you guys so much for having us. We're super excited to be here and talk about our real estate journey. And uh, just to kind of tee it up, we are really at the beginning of our real estate journey. Uh, we have one property. It's a duplex in North Portland um, that we are house hacking in and we are currently looking for property number two. So, um, well, who's yeah. helping you with that? <laughs> you <guys.
2: laughs>
0: well, well, let's walk that back a little bit though. Like, so you're, you're, you bought in Portland, but you're not, you're not from Portland originally. You guys moved out here. What, what made you think about Portland and, and what were you guys doing before? Like, obviously real estate's not your career. Um, so yeah, yeah, help us understand where, where, how that started.
3: Yeah. So, um, Rob and I are CPAs. We met several years ago at a big four public accounting firm in Chicago. Hmm. Um, and Rob was really the one that got into real estate investing in the first place Got the itch.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I think the origination of it all is I got interested in, in personal finance, right. And then within that space, you're looking at, you know, returns on investments, various equity and things like that. And then I learned about real estate. I'm like, this is amazing, right? Like the wealth accumulation, the tax benefits, mm-hmm. you know, the principal and loan pay down. So I was like, wow, we need to get on this. So I started educating myself like crazy, went to the normal places you'd expect, like your bigger pockets podcast. Mm-hmm. Of course, this podcast hadn't come out yet. <laughs> I'd be all over realizing. <laughs> <laughs> um And yeah, so then the next step was like, okay, I need to convince my partner here that this is like the appropriate, you know, next step. And I mean, it's a, it's a big thing to ask someone to get into real estate and then want to do a lot of it. So essentially what I did was I said, Hey, do you want to take, you know, a real estate investing for beginners course with me? And I don't know if you guys have heard of Paula Pant. But she's, she's into personal finance and that whole FIRE okay. space. Oh, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Financially Independent Retire Early is what that acronym stands for. And uh, Sandy and I took the course together and then she had the, well, the it. Was this right? an
0: online course or? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. And it, it was really nice. It was, it was one of those where you can just kind of watch the pre-recorded videos. But they had like forums and group sessions and things like that where you could ask your questions too. There wasn't any information that was like life changing in there that you wouldn't normally get in some sort of like book or whatnot. But there was more accountability There was other people in the class. Mm-hmm. And it was help promoting you to take action, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's the
3: confidence
1: yeah yeah and what, what's the homework look like, like <laughs> there were
3: quizzes yeah yeah <laughs>
1: no there were there were questions and things like like calculating your cash on oh, cash you, you were like, like running scenarios kind of yeah like, yeah mm-hmm. and it goes over all the different types of strategies and everything like that and that's when i realized i'm like we need to pick one of these lanes and the easiest way i thought into real estate was house hacking which is of course what we're doing now but um Essentially, it is when you're occupying a residence and you're renting out some part of that. So, whether it's like one unit, two units, it could be a bedroom, there could be a bunch of different ways to do it. But mm-hmm. that's when I realized I'm like, this is the safest way to do it. It's like training for beginning landlords, too, right? Yeah. Like when something comes up, you live there and you can address it right and then the other aspect of it was like all right how can we go low money down so you know in a year or two from now we can do this again and that's when we decided in terms of financing that like fha was the route so we we took the course had house hacking as a strategy had the fha uh, route and then essentially it was okay we're living in chicago let's look at uh various walkups and brownstones that that would help achieve this purpose
3: Yeah. Well, and to your point about how did we get from Chicago to Portland? So we, after finishing the course, we were super excited and just ready to hit the ground running. And so we got a real estate agent in Chicago and started looking at houses there. But also, you know, this was a time during COVID when we were working remotely and we knew we didn't want to stay in Chicago long-term. We were kind of ready for a new adventure and just wanted to try out a new city.
0: Was this the middle of the winter?
3: yeah no, <laughs> exactly um, and so we kind of came to the realization that um first of all, with the f h a loan that we wanted to use, you'd have to live in the house for as your primary residence for a year, and that would set us back a full year before we could move somewhere else, and we were at this real sweet spot from working from home where we could keep our same jobs and move to a new city, so um we just decided to switch gears completely and look completely at portland we we chose it for the nature but also i have some extended family here so it was an easy transition and a place we had visited many times and Mm. loved and so um yeah that's when we started looking at portland and uh, we were doing some research on neighborhoods and things like that and um rob went in on bigger pockets
1: and stephen kind of hinted at this right that uh (laughs) you know we were one of his first uh clients i wrote like a question on bigger pockets i think it was asking about like you know best neighborhoods or like even like what neighborhoods have the best returns or mm-hmm. things like that and steven among a few other people uh responded and i i chatted with a few of the agents and and me and sandy just fell in love with steven we're like wow look at all he's accomplished in a short period of time it seems like you know he's a few years ahead of us but is, he's making it seem very attainable. He's he's showing us the ropes that it's you know something that's not too difficult as long yeah. as you you put in the work and and so I think it was a pretty easy choice then that we went with with yeah. Stephen. So. And we
3: wanted him to be our friend since we were moving to a new city.
1: I distinctly remember on the
2: forum it felt very salesy. Like a lot of them were just yeah hit me up. I have so much experience in the area and I'm ready to help sell you a house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there was five of those and I was like this is just good information. Here yeah. you go. Like, is this helpful? <laughs> yeah.
1: And then I, we came out to visit too. And, and then we, we met in person. I, I forget it was like mm-hmm. Pearl district or whatnot, but we got along really well and we just had a, a great feeling about, you know, both you and Portland. Cause at that point too, we were just trying to confirm that Portland was the right place to move. So.
3: Yeah. Then the search began. So we, um, After we did that one visit where we saw Steven, I think we saw one or two houses with you in person then. Mm. But from that point forward, our search was primarily virtual from Mm. Chicago
1: which presents a lot of challenges to <laughs> when yep. you're new to a city or whatnot and they've you've never bought a home before yeah exactly the whole process was new and maybe Stephen, you can talk a little bit about like what that was like showing places without us being there physically <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> i think we tried facetime
2: it was choppy here and yeah. there. yeah we tried yeah. video try something like yeah it's tough. and then like it's like okay we're in the Selwood district like okay well can you tell me about it i was like yeah. okay i can tell you about it but it's really hard to not like drive through, get a feel for a neighborhood, see if you want to live there, if it's like that the type of urban experience that you want. So, you know, it, it was really tough, but I, I'm glad that like, you know, we took our time. We had a couple failed uh, contracts and
1: landed on this
0: one. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, I forgot about that.
1: And I think like maybe a good recommendation of what came out of the whole virtual uh, like experience, what really did end up working was instead of a FaceTime, it can be choppy and you can't really replay it back is you started taking these videos. Yes, exactly. And you would focus in on certain areas. You, you narrate the whole thing. And it was amazing because we got perfect footage. Then we could watch it on our own time, rewind and all. And
3: we could still watch it in real time. He'd send us to it, send it to us right away. And then if we had questions, you know, he's still on the property and can ask the listing agent or whoever.
1: And, and the neighborhood, you were also showing us like both sides of the street, everything like that. So that was helpful too. Oh, you're right? really just selling my services. Well, yeah,
0: because not all listings have the virtual walkthrough uh-huh. or, yeah. the, you
1: know, the well, And there's tour. like tenants in some of them too. So mm-hmm. you can't always get, you know, a complete, um, I guess, perspective of all the rooms and the condition and all that.
2: Yeah. I mean, I am very honest about these properties. that at the end of the day, like, you know, you get a listing and it has the pretty pictures and it makes everything look right. better. And for me, I know it's like, well, obviously as soon as we walk in, we're going to say this sucks or this is rough or this needs work. And, you know, you might as well put that up front. And I feel like a lot of people, a lot of agents kind of gloss over
1: that information, you know? Yeah. So. And and maybe it's, it's helpful too. We can talk a little bit about what we were looking for. Yeah. Right. So like, that's true. You had a pretty specific criteria, yeah, which helps, which helps narrow things down. Exactly, Jordan. So I think we were looking for something like the 500 to 700k range, right? Duplex, triplex uh, types so that we could use the FHA, but something that needed work, right? Where we could mm-hmm. have that value add, that mm-hmm. forced appreciation. Because before this, we had never ever used tools, <laughs> right? And we'll get really? into how really? we full like I'm, I'm telling you, like you can verify this with my father. Yeah. <laughs> like I barely swung a hammer, like absolutely no power tools experience. Oh. I'm not handy. I don't believe that you were. No offense. No, you weren't. I was, like, you weren't. I was yeah.
3: Scared of the power tools.
1: And and even when when. Uh, Steven, in some of the videos, would be saying like, "Oh yeah, skim coat this," and I'd be like, "What the hell is he?" Ta- I don't know any <laughs> of these terms. Like, yeah, we
2: absolutely drywall, it'll be fine. Just yeah. nail the drywall to the studs. It'll be perfectly good afterwards. <laughs>
1: and, and I think a lot of that it, it was like ignorance is bliss too. But uh, we'll get maybe we'll get to it into a into a bit in terms of like the resources that are out there and it, it's really not a big deal but in terms of what we were looking for yeah something where we could bring the rents up right once people turned over mm-hmm. uh and we wanted that forced appreciation build that equity and because also like we were we were targeting like a certain type of renter too and,
3: mm-hmm. we, and we just wanted to learn like we had never done any renovations mm-hmm. or home projects before and we wanted to be able to put sweat equity into our properties, So we just wanted to, a place where we could learn.
2: Exactly. And yeah. I think part of the criteria, too, is obviously I, I mentioned this all the time because just because you get, you know, a house hacking situation, you also have to live there. And you also have to like the So That was like a big thing. Like, how are we going to find a multifamily mm-hmm. that's in a good neighborhood that's walkable and has, you know, restaurants and food and beer nearby that that's interesting. So that was also part of the criteria. Yeah. It's yeah.
1: hard to find all that. And I, I think, you know, from talking with you two, it was like, the biggest key was like taking action, getting started, you can go for home runs later, but let's just like get a base hit, try to, you know, achieve most of your guys criteria. And and we did, right? There's always going to be something right. And with our house, it was it's a 100 plus year old home, 1915, 1915 right? So the inspection report, I, I don't have to have never bought a house before to know that like 120 page inspection reports is Wow. as much as <laughs> wow. Steven tried to sugarcoat. It, I'm like, this just doesn't feel good. Like
2: <laughs> I, I try to sugarcoat it. Not, not too much. It, it, it's just a lot of honest, like it's, it's old yeah. house. What are you going to do? Like, and it was a
1: great inspector. It's <laughs> just pretty detailed. Yeah. So very thorough. Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. Comprehensive review there, but we got everything else we mm-hmm. wanted, right? Like we love this, the space, the neighborhood. We are what, a a one minute walk over here from from restaurants bars the adidas um hq campus and and now there's a lot going up even on the street so Mm -hmm. yeah that was kind of like all the the criteria of the place we're looking for and then and then we started too of like trying to put in offers on places and maybe you want to talk yeah
3: i mean like just to level set this was summer 2021 when the market was red red hot and interest rates were low and everybody was out here trying to buy a house so I felt like every single weekend in the summer, it was the same thing. Where a house would go on the market on Thursday, everybody would put their offers in by Sunday. There'd be twenty plus offers, yep. and the final price would go a hundred to one hundred fifty over asking. And we would put in what we thought were really competitive offers on these houses, and we'd get nowhere close. Like it, it, <laughs> it, was it really wasn't crazy. close because I would
1: look months after just to see kind of where we were, and and sometimes you you had a gauge of it, but it was like we were getting. Kill. Even that one yeah. home we went like I think it was like a hundred and ten over. It was that like was a tough
2: an, ask for you guys. To yeah.
1: Like, yeah, you're gonna have to go a lot over. And the, yeah, and they and that thing ended up going like another like sixty or seventy over. Oh my and gosh! And I think we were like the sixth bus off or something. I forgot what it was exactly. But But a lot of it was like that. So then we were like, okay, let's like adjust the strategy here. Let's see which places actually make it through the weekend that are on the market for mm. a bit. And, and then also the other thing was like, when you come in with an FHA in your offer, typically, you know, the seller might hesitate. They're like, well, maybe financially they don't have everything in order, but, but in terms of, uh, our strategy then too, I heard it on a random podcast and it may have been bigger pockets, but you know, if you can go in with your offer saying that you qualify for a conventional, but you have the option to do the FHA, then that might make it look a lot more attractive. And of course, Jordan was able to to write it up like that into our offer. And the first time we did it was on this property. So it made it through the weekend, be on the market, I think for like 30 days. And and then we came in with conventional or FHA mm-hmm. um, and they accepted our our offer. So it was a success after what felt like years, a long but really, really oh. just a long summer. I mean, yeah, and I'll, <laughs> I'll
2: go back to, you know, like, you know the quote-unquote failures and the contracts they didn't go through. You know everybody, like you said, and their and their mom is waiting for low interest rates again. And it's like, well, this is what happens. The the sellers the agents they don't have to give you any information. Just they all the they're they're doing is building up a bidding war. Yes, that's truly what they did, and we weren't anywhere close. And they were just sitting back like. I don't know. Higher sounds better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, waving
3: inspections. Yeah. and all Yeah. Oh
2: yeah, waving things. everything in the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, so th- at that point, like I said, everybody wants lower interest rates. But at the end of the day, you, at that point, you barely even need a, a skilled agent. You need need somebody who is willing to get their clients to you know put that number this high, which was not fun for me or really anybody else who was trying to you know work with buyers at that point. So,
1: but we got this one.
3: <laughs> yes.
2: Yes, Definitely we did. did. Yeah.
1: So then, th- then I can think the next challenge uh, was is like, and and this was even before we locked up this place. But also, when you're looking for these FHA, right, you have to be in it for a year, which means it has to be an owner-occupied property. And a lot of these multifamilies. Yeah. And this. So in this tenant. circumstance, there was a tenant, right? Exactly. In, in both yes. units. Oh, that was yeah. That was the fun. And Portland really enjoys uh, incredibly high relocation costs when that is the case. as part of our offer like you mentioned we wrote
2: in the relocation cost even though it did not work out exactly as it should have from what i remember
1: (laughs) yeah there were hoarders (laughs) living in the unit that we now occupy and they did not move in on time and we found out like an hour before the keys were to be handed over that they wanted to push the closing date to the following week um and then also written into that was like and they can leave their stuff in the basement and Come back and get um, it at some back, point. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah, so yeah. so we walked in and the basins just like jammed like almost <laughs> to the ceiling oh, boy. with stuff and uh, yeah. Over the course of a few months they came and grabbed a lot of their things, but we made a lot of runs to the dump hmm. after that or to Goodwill and I think we were at the dump at the same time. We were, we were. at the dump at the same time. I saw yeah. your Instagram story. <laughs> And I'm like, we were like two spots away. How did I not see you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The life of a, you know,
2: a renovator, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then do you do you want to talk a little bit about maybe the renovations? Well, why don't you or? talk about
2: just the condition of the house? Yeah, what was yeah.
1: it like?
3: It was pretty gross. I'm not going to
1: lie. Oh.
2: It
3: was, um, so the the kitchen and the bathroom were almost original to the house, or that's how it felt. It was in um, our unit in our unit. Yep. So it was livable, but it wasn't comfortable. Even like the kitchen, there's no dishwasher, the um, (laughs) cabinets kind of were old wood smelly. Um, The bathroom was just the layout was not very functional. Um, it's and really tight space. And
1: if you remember, the shower or like behind the tub, there was, there was a, a crack, leak. and it was just leaking into the basement. Yeah. And yeah. I and now like I looked back through, like I said, the 120-page inspection report, and somehow that was like the only thing not on there. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, they can't look behind the walls. It's oh, tough. Yeah. yeah. Inspectors have a, have a tough job. For so
3: sure. uh, we we knew that we wanted to update the kitchen and the bathroom, and then sort of the other thing that we actually didn't know when we were moving into this place since we kind of did everything virtually was just kind of how this neighborhood that we have is growing. And even just on our street, there's been since we've lived here in the last year, there's been like four to six large 12 unit multifamily houses going up. Mm -hmm. And so um, for us, that was kind of an opportunity to up our game here and up our rents here so we were mm-hmm. thinking from the lens of okay if we can make a really nice kitchen and bathroom mm-hmm. and then offer a lot of things that these new construction places can't offer like extra space and the character and charm of an older house and a mm-hmm. parking spot and outdoor space then it in the
1: basement too. yeah
3: <laughs> then we can compete with these big guys next door so that was sort of another lens we were taking to the renovations and then also at the end of the day, as we mentioned earlier, we wanted to learn how to do renovations. So we kind of knew we were going to take on a little bit more than we maybe would with another rental, just because we wanted to get that full experience of what is it like going all the way down to the studs, redoing electrical and plumbing, and see what everything is like so that in the future we know what we like doing and maybe what we don't want to take on again in the future. So um, that was kind of how we approached the renovation. And we had to be strategic about when we did it because Mm -hmm. we were going to lose the kitchen and the bathroom that we had been living with um, during that time. So we had to wait until the uh, second unit turned over, which happened over the summer. The tenants moved to California. So we kept the upstairs unit open during the summer in order to do the renovations. And um,
1: we moved up there.
3: Yeah, yeah, we moved up there and freshened up upstairs at the same time, which was its Mm -hmm. own challenge as well
1: i think it's funny because when we started watching like um various youtube videos about like renovating and everything and following all the instagram accounts and influencers Mm -hmm. like a lot of the advice you get is like okay for your first project like start small like you know take a piece of furniture right (laughs) you know something very low risk and try to flip that like do not do a full kitchen or bathroom and sandy and i are like looking at one another (laughs) and we're like yikes well the good the good news is, is Sandy has an awesome aunt and uncle who live in Portland. And maybe you can tell them about uh, Tony, your uncle. Yeah, my well. uncle Tony.
3: Um, he's an architect and does a lot of independent contracting. He renovates houses all the time. So oh, nice. he's he's our go-to guy. He's our us coach, everything our teacher. Yeah. <laughs> so in doing the renovation, he basically came in and, and he also knows the Portland code, which you really need somebody who understands that piece when you're doing a renovation. Um, so, and my aunt's an industrial designer. So she helped us with the layouts and, um, designing the space. And then my uncle, Tony taught us literally everything. He would come over and (laughs) give us lessons on how to build a wall and then we would go and build the wall little little two foot by three foot wall with the corner and everything uh, and then um if we passed then we got to build the wall in the bathroom for real real yeah (laughs) nice um so they were super invaluable to us because we wanted that experience of doing everything ourselves i think the only thing we ended up subbing out was the drywall which I'm glad we did, because <laughs> that would have been a lot of work. Um, but everything else we we did with the help of Tony. So
1: Yeah, and I mean, for those people who haven't done anything before, it, it can seem very intimidating. However, like I said, if you just like throw on YouTube and just watch a few different ways to do something, right, you're going to be able to do it. And the best part of it is even when you mess up, which we messed up at a very high rate. You can redo <laughs> your work. So it's like it's really not a huge deal. And even when you have to redo it, you often don't like it's not a huge financial loss or anything like that, right? There right. wasn't anything where we're like, Oh, that was a thousand dollar mistake. I think our biggest mistake wasn't was a funny one. It was like the paint. We we oh, bought the, the wrong, wrong color. paint. Color. We did like so you're learning, right? Lessons the whole way, but you you should get a little like you Touch know sample
3: yeah.
2: like a
1: sample right to mm-hmm. see how it looks yep and we ordered like a few hundred dollars in paint for the whole upstairs oh, wow and we got it and we put it on the wall we're like oh geez it's this terrible. is this, this is really dry though yeah yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's different when it's wet versus dry but yes yeah <laughs>
1: No, it wasn't a great color. And we are like, ah, yeah. Me, this is not a great choice. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. So we still have all that paint if anyone wants yeah. uh, a bunch so of gallons of out. that. <laughs> you can put it in the... You sold it yeah. so well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're gonna make mistakes. And I don't think that, you know, you get good until you do something a mm-hmm. few times. And I think in terms of like our relationship too, like in the <laughs> beginning, we'd be working on something. We'd both be so frustrated. I think... Like one aspect of it was like, we just didn't know how to use certain tools. And so, like, you mess something up really easy. Like, a reciprocating saw will jump on you, or like, if you don't. I was
3: terrified of that thing at first. I I didn't want to go anywhere near it, and Rod would be like, come watch me cut this thing. I'm like, no, I'm going to stay over here.
1: Yeah, so we we had no idea what we were doing and then we were both really frustrated and we're like it's not as easy as the videos make it look, right? <laughs> like they're doing it perfect like it
3: three times longer than the video. Yeah,
1: so yeah, we'd get we'd get in arguments there and I think what ended up working well is then we kind of like picked our own projects, right? So like Sandy would do all of the tiling and I didn't touch it. Like she'd be out there with the tiling saw, she'd do, you know, all the thin set, the grouting everything and I'd be working on something else. And then what we noticed is near the end of kind of the renovations is we came back together to work on things and that's when it was really fun because we were like oh we kind of know what we're doing now. we're tiling, tiling now confidence. yeah we're yeah. tiling for the third time now like we know mm-hmm. how this works and right. know how to use this saw so that was that was really nice to see that come full circle because i'm like man yeah. if we're going to be frustrated this whole project <laughs> it's going to
3: be fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: well how much plumbing and electrical stuff did you end up doing
3: quite a bit i mean pretty much replaced everything um and again tony is the the code guy so we he was the one that had everything planned out and but just taught us how to um actually do the labor and that
0: that part wasn't terrifying to you because that's
1: all i actually
3: loved the electrical well
1: the electrical everything's like turned off while you're working so you know you're not gonna die which is good (laughs) and then i made that mistake before. yeah (laughs) 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 and and yeah, you were the electrician. Yeah. So she knows way more than so I actually
3: understand like how electric circuits work. So yeah. it, that was fun to like be able to apply my physics knowledge.
0: And there weren't any like tight spots that were like impossible to get to or- Oh, there the were plumbing. like the,
1: the corners for electrical were really tough. Like I had to use, you know, a drill and then like fish the lines through oh and, and yeah, I it was talking about hundred
2: 100-year-old plus house. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. The And the plumbing in the kitchen goes into the crawl space, and it's mm-hmm. really tight. And so there was some fun times crawling in there, trying to cut old pipes. And mm-hmm. um, and then even like, so we, we had finished all the plumbing in the kitchen, and we were about to, you know, one day away from our plumbing inspection. And we were doing the test where, you know, you go up to the roof and you fill up all the pipes. And it was um, old vent pipes. That we obviously didn't touch but they're so old that they were corroded open and there's a giant leak in there so oh, at the last geez. second like the night before the inspection we had to completely cut out a whole new section and and replace it and that was just one of the you know many fun unexpected things you run into during a <laughs> renovation
0: wow that's really impressive
2: <laughs> i mean one thing i want to come back to the story you told me honestly last, last time was uh ripping out the bathroom and not having a bathroom for week or two. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool. Well,
3: we were just talking about this. So we um, our whole goal the entire time was to have the bathroom completed by the time we got the new tenant upstairs. Well, really it was to have the whole project done, but projects don't go on time as we now know so um the the goals kept shifting so at first it was get the whole so you
0: rented out your
1: upstairs before you had had your downstairs that's correct ready to go (laughs) basically so it was a september one lease start date upstairs where we were temporarily living okay and so we were working like crazy not only to update the upstairs and that was all cosmetic you know different finishing lighting like just refresh a painting And working on here. And we were doing like 2 a.m. nights and working our regular 9 to 5 jobs. So your weekends are absolutely gone. And like Sandy said, we just kept pushing back like, okay, well, we can live without, you know, like a shower. And (laughs) okay, now we can live without a sink. And then it went down to like, okay, we can live without everything except our toilet. We need a toilet. And then we realized like two days before September 1st, we're like, we are not going to have a toilet because <laughs> you were trying to tile as fast as you could, but I it was like
3: tiling the floor. Yeah,
1: yeah. So the tenant moved in September 1st upstairs and we did not have a toilet. <laughs> and we were living here without a sink, without a shower. Uh, and it took four days before we got our toilet installed. Yes. And we were walking over to blend coffee. Shout out uh, to the local <laughs> and business owner. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they were charging us $5 for those you lattes. So we paid yeah. the price. <laughs> yeah. So anywhere that would take us in, uh, I think next time around, I would um, Just
3: get a port-a-potty.
1: Get a potty Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. That would probably be easier. And then, you know, you go through all those fun things. Like I said, we didn't have a shower. So like every few days we were going over someone's place to get a shower. Right. Because you're getting dirty and sweaty from working on the place too. Yeah. It's so. good
0: motive, It's good motivation, though. It's like, what does what Swensen say? It's like put your put your back against the wall where you can't retreat. So if you've got like, you if, go. you, if you're forced to, uh, if you're forced to build a shower to shower, then you're gonna build it faster. I don't right? think
2: that's what the quote is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's said it. He, he basically puts their back against the cave so he can't run away.
2: <laughs> well, I don't think it's about building a shower. Though. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it's the same idea, right? Yeah, it's exactly the same
1: certainly motivation though that's for sure like i remember our first shower here when we finally got done was like the most beautiful thing of all time
3: (laughs) and it's actually pretty fun to take a shower and just stare at your tile work i gotta say
1: it's
3: very very proud
1: yeah so i guess once the tenant moved upstairs we were still working on this place for a few months because after we ultimately did finish the kitchen and bathroom then you know, you would think you're absolutely exhausted from all that work, but you're like, okay, what's next? And mm-hmm. then where we're sitting right now, the living room and dining room, we're like, we need to refresh everything out here, right? We need to open up and redo the fireplace and the built-in.
3: Exile, the fireplace and paint and well, that's about it, but yeah. it took a while.
2: <laughs> that's
1: it? That's it? Okay. <laughs> no, there was a lot of patching of holes and, and oh, yeah. things of, of that sort and, even even just the littlest things take so much time, right? Like like I'm thinking about like the drawers on here. Some of the corners were broken off. Like getting pieces of wood cut the exact way, <laughs> then getting wood filler or bondo on there, and then priming a few times, a few layers of paint. Like that that little thing takes so many hours of time. Sometimes.
0: And after all that
1: love, you feel
0: like you'll be able to just rent it out and and move into a new place now. Ooh.
1: It's a
3: sad part. Yeah. <laughs> have to drag me out of here i love it
0: yeah (laughs) we did
3: too good i can get
2: you another project
1: (laughs) 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 yeah but after all this work it it was funny too because we were trying to get it all done by the holidays we had both families coming in time and it was like once again it was this countdown it was very similar to like when the tenant was going to move on upstairs you're like okay we have to do this this and that and Then the storm is coming through and people are moving their flights up and we're like we don't have additional days like (laughs) the guest bedroom it was completely full of everything that was out here
3: storage unit basically
1: oh so again you're back to really late nights and trying to to finish everything but at the end of the day i'm happy because those types of deadlines just give you all the motivation in the Mm -hmm. world and then you can put it behind you so so now now we have yeah the upstairs refreshed where the tenant is we have our unit almost completely done. We have the bedrooms left. Hopefully that's not too much work. And then, uh, yeah, then we're looking for property number two this year. Mm -hmm. So, and Jordan, you're going to kind of do the same. You want to
0: do a full redo down to the studs again. (laughs) (laughs) Great
3: question. Uh, we're keeping our options open for sure. Um, I don't know that we're not ruling out a hundred year old property. Uh, Mm -hmm. if it comes our way and it's perfect Then sure but at least we like have that understanding now going into looking for properties of what an older house is going to take to actually get yeah. it up to a nice rent caliber. And uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. If there's something in between, that would be really nice. Cause I mean, when we say we went down to the studs, like we actually
3: like studs <laughs> replaced like
1: floor choice. Like we had to oh, do yeah. everything and thank God for, for Tony on some of those items that like, we couldn't even find stuff on YouTube for <laughs> like he was able to, Find out creative strategies for things that we probably would have had to pay a pretty penny to a to a contractor, but uh, mm-hmm. we get a, a a family discount there, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and like even the the kitchen, it was really funny. So you expect it to be plaster or like drywall, but even that, when we were demoing, it was like oh,
3: interlocking wood planks
1: that With they had wall. They repurposed bizarre. like the old front porch that they had oh, nice. to build. The kitchen wow interesting it yeah. took me
3: a whole week just to demo the walls the kitchen. i mean a
2: hundred years old i mean a
1: hundred years ago i mean they're using anything to build a yeah. house you know yeah yes. this house has seen some things yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah ho- hopefully there's something in between and yeah I, i'd like to do you know progressively get bigger with our deals so yeah if we can find like a triplex or, or thing things along those lines and also we're not ruling really out like i know Stephen, you've gotten into you know, short-term rental space mm-hmm. and there's additional effort, but incremental reward as well mm-hmm. too. So well, we do want to rule that out. Honestly, when I walked in here,
0: I thought that this was like, you were staging this to be a short-term rental.
1: Ah. <laughs> when, I,
0: when I walked in, I was like, oh, this looks super nice. I didn't realize that you guys lived in here because yeah. it's so immaculate.
1: Oh, wow, thank, thank you. you. Thank yeah. you. And I mean, Sandy's done a lot of the staging, and I think that helps too, actually, when you're, when you're putting up listings, even that's what helped us upstairs was just staging it really nice and modern and, and whatnot. So I feel like, yeah, that would be a a nice skill that we could take to the short term space or, or midterm. Yeah. Anything that's furnished. I mean, it's definitely like a a beautiful space and I'm
2: hoping we can get a video afterwards and put it on the end of the video, but yeah, I mean, have you guys had a chance to kind of, to sit down and. Think, like, where was this property before, rents-wise, et cetera, value, how much value you've added until now in comparison?
1: Yeah, yeah, so I can quickly go over some numbers. So we'll start off with upstairs, because that was just a nice little refresh And I I kept track of all the expenses for it, so we ended up spending. Are you a CPA? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, yes, yes, I am. (laughs) But don't ask me to do your taxes. (laughs) Uh, So upstairs, we ended up putting in just under three grand, right? But then, in terms of incremental rent, over three hundred dollars more per rent. So if you do the math on that, in less than a year, you have your your full return, right? So that was pretty awesome. Now. On the unit that we live in, and, and you can see the types of finishings in the kitchen and bathroom and everything, expenses were much higher, right? Um, so in total, it was around uh, 40000 uh, it, USD. Wow. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. Put the work in. Yeah. 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 So,
3: Sweat equity. Didn't
1: pay much for labor, I guess. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, it, yeah, exactly. So so forty grand and that feels initially like, ouch, that's a big chunk. But we were also expecting... Right, that's why I wanted to go FHA route, go low money down, right. put money into renovations. Of course, you can you can get loans for the renovations, but we had the cash, so put it into the place. and And the rents in here are expecting to go from seventeen hundred to to around twenty three hundred. Right. So that's a, that's a pretty big jump as well. And and our ultimate goal, I, I talked about just wanting to be a base hit, so. When we move out, then if you think about these numbers, we'll be cash flow positive by probably 500 bucks a month, which is n- certainly not life changing or anything. But with you know inflation over time, right, and rents keep rising, oh, that, that's and crazy though. I insane. mean, that's
0: a pretty good amount of cash flow because you only put—did you put five percent down or three and a half? I can't remember. I can't either. Three, uh, yeah,
1: 3.5? yeah, yeah. That sounds wow. about right. Yeah,
0: that, that's crazy to be that's cash flowing at that um,
1: that much for. Yeah, nice work. Yeah. And if you think about it from like a finance perspective, this is what also got me excited in the beginning is like, you know, with a house, I'm only putting down three and a half percent, right? So but I'm benefiting from um, appreciation of an average of three percent on a hundred percent of the asset, right? Like yep. on almost six hundred K of the asset, right? But with like a stock Unless, uh, unless yeah, you're, you're not going to get 97 leverage on a stock, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, you can find ways to do that, but <laughs> generally speaking, <laughs> you can't get that type of benefit. So it almost seems like a cheat code to be able to put, you know, go so low money down and and now too, you you saw, you published something about you know the FHA that upfront you know fee went from like you know, 85 basis. Oh yeah. Yeah. The month, mu- like
0: the, the annual mortgage insurance premium is, mm-hmm.
1: is a lot less now. Yeah. yeah. So that's, e- that's even better. Right. So, and you get, yeah, you know, your your regular rate is lower than what a conventional would be before the, the PMI or MIP. So yeah, all in all, it seems pretty favorable. And that's why, since we use my FHA on this property, then we'll be using Sandy's FHA on the next property mm-hmm. and, and go from there. Brilliant strategy, yeah.
2: Love it. Yeah, and I will say is that, you know, yeah, we're talking about cash flow, but, like, you put so many improvements into this home and, like, just wait till you, like, get this house appraised. Mm-hmm. You know, I think yes. it's going to appraise for a little, significantly higher than it did when, you know, was yeah. a weird, uh, I don't know, oil stain in the... Uh, <laughs> the oh, yeah. yeah,
0: and when you try and sell it, it's going to sell right away.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. People love this, like, class, like, a little bit of classic charm, mm-hmm. 100-year-old, you know, home, but... Modern touches, which I think you guys definitely did. So,
0: I mean, it's the kind of work that everyone wants to do their house, but you just don't really have the time or energy to do it. And, and oftentimes, when flippers are doing it, they're just they only care about their bottom line. So, they're going to, you know, do it quickly and, and not as nice fixtures.
1: And yeah, you guys did a great job. We were always trying to think of our future selves, too. We're like, ah, oh, we don't want to cheap out or cut a corner or anything like that. Because ultimately, if the tenant calls in the future, we're going to be the ones that have to fix it. So we we're always just trying to do things the right way. Tony was big into that, like yeah. especially anything you couldn't see, right? He was still really OCD about how we did like the electrical wiring, like it had to be in perfect lines, stapled really down. The, yeah, like, <laughs> everything <laughs> like that. So, I mean, we we tried to be as much of perfectionist as we could as beginners, mm-hmm. which is again, impossible and you shouldn't expect that. Yeah. But ultimately everything ended up turning out really nicely. And and we also talked about, you know, you're saying in, in the future you could appraise for more and that's awesome. We can keep that refinance, you know, option in our back pocket for the future if mm-hmm. we need to draw down on that for, for another property.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe wait till rates drop again and, you know, jump in and see, Maybe you might get over twenty percent. I mean, this, these were significant improvements. I know you yeah. spent forty thousand in materials. Mm-hmm. Uh, just imagine how much you could have spent in labor. Right, probably another hundred yeah. grand. Yeah, to be honest, you know, and for very good detailed work, which I was, I, you guys went above and beyond what I ever expected
0: you guys to do. I thought
2: you. I was thinking, hey, do you guys need some contractors?
0: You know, that's what I was thinking. So, <laughs> so, so you talked about kind of your your plan moving forward for the next property, but what about like your kind of longer term goals? I mean, are you always gonna be doing this as your kind of side hustle, so to speak, or, or are you hoping to kind of have it be
1: your main main thing? Or what's what's your plan there? Well, one of our plans of like the whole renovating experience and wanting to do everything was to figure out what we didn't like doing and what we enjoyed doing. Mm-hmm. So I think that that we learned a lot from that and going forward, right, yeah, we might do a majority of the work, but then not all the work. And and, and then slowly less and less. And I think, Stephen, you, you've you've kind of been through that as well. You, you're subbing out more than you probably used to over time, You oh, yeah. probably want to just <laughs> have a contractor do it all. But I right still, now. I <laughs> stole a doorknob last night. So
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> I got robbed, but it's okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh man. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It was small. But yeah, like, you know, and then eventually uh, grow in size of the properties kind of. Kind of snowball it, right? And mm-hmm. then, I mean, eventually, it, it would be nice, if, you know, long term. You know, if if you're looking at at bigger deals, potentially, like some sort of syndication, getting you know limited partners involved, and and you're the sponsor of the deal, that would be like the dream, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just to continue to build the real estate portfolio, and maybe one time that's something mm-hmm. that we could do full time and and be able to quit our nine to fives.
3: Yeah. And and just for right now, even just like the immediate future, while we still have our normal jobs, it's we have a goal ourselves of about one property a year. So we're in year two now, looking for property number two, mm. and we just want to kind of keep at that pace. If we can grow, what that looks like, he said, like from duplex to triplex or quadplex or something like that, that would be awesome. Um, but just to keep it keep it rolling like don't yeah, let up but also like there's no need to go quit our jobs and do this
0: right away right i mean can all be a
1: steven right? <laughs> <Right.
0: Yeah. laughs> even if you did one single family a year for a mm-hmm. decade i mean think of the wealth that you could create with that
1: i mean it's crazy and, yeah. and maybe to tie it all together i talked a little bit about fire at the beginning well there's the passive income from all this because eventually you want to be able to be a place later in life right where you have enough passive income to pay for all of your expenses, where you don't need to do anything in terms of work if you don't want to, right? And that would be just a really comfortable position to be in.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Well, I mean, obviously you guys got started pretty recently, but if there is somebody, one of your friends asked you, like, how do I get started in real estate? What would you tell them?
3: Honestly, it's just to take action. It mm-hmm. don't, we spent a lot of time analyzing, we spent a lot of time talking about it. But it wasn't until we like made the conscious decision to take action, that things started moving. And that would just be the number one piece of advice.
1: Yeah. And I think, yeah, there's only a certain level of like planning from preparedness, right? Like, yes, read a real estate book or two or you know, listen no. to a couple podcasts. <laughs> no. so you, you have to know like super high level, but as long as you're resourceful, like you're going to figure it out along the way. You don't have to have it all figured out. Like, mm-hmm. once like the, you know, like good examples is like, right, like the tenant comes upstairs. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't, I didn't think about like leases, where to go, what terms to include, but you just figure it out kind of like on the fly, right? And, and you're going to be able to do it. But yeah, I mean, piece of advice I'd say is like, you know, I would have just started earlier if possible. And yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. you can't do that. But I would have told my younger self, you know, take that risk, take the action and, and go from there. And just like once we moved in, right, we were a bit nervous of like starting renovations on the place and when the tenant turned over, we're like, this is really the time, we don't know anything, like we're <laughs> comfortable, with a new city, let's go explore the city. But no, it was like, all right, we took the action, we decided we are gonna renovate and we got through it. And here we are on the other side and now we're hungry for more. Yeah. No, it's better than me.
2: Much more planned than me where I just signed blindly for (laughs) this fourplex that somebody told me to buy. So, (laughs)
0: bravo.
2: So so that (laughs) one too. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think I I really do appreciate that um, advice of just
1: just take action.
2: Because when you're sitting, you're analyzing, nothing actually happens. If anything, you're
1: scaring yourself even more yeah Absolutely. and you you helped coach us with that too you're like enough of the analysis paralysis like, yeah, I was like this yeah, is rip open this for- wall you'll be <laughs> fine <laughs> and i'm like but the rent to purchase price ratio isn't good enough <laughs> yeah so it was a tough market
2: to make that work <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, we were just, turns out you did right yeah
3: and we were just looking back at cause obviously we kept a spreadsheet of every property that we looked at or we were seriously considering and this house was very middle of the pack like it, it wasn't it was. a standout mm-hmm. it wasn't terrible but it was like it was middle of the pack and we completely made it work
1: yeah i'm not sure if it would have floated at all in terms of just like covering our costs if we rented the full thing out from the get-go so yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, you got to think about it with those, that spreadsheet you had, that was probably at list price. And what do those houses go for? <laughs> <Very> <laughs> like another you know, 200 grand up to your first look after that. So, you know,
1: that's true. That was actually a flaw in the spreadsheet in comparing like yeah. looking yeah. back. So, very good call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun time. So yeah. So do you guys have like a
0: Instagram that you do your story before and after or anything where people can follow you at?
3: We do. Yeah. It's um, SMRT underscore real estate. And it's just some fun before and after videos.
1: And we just created yes, it. Oh, because we, we were like, like, to. I say. like, I, I don't offer this. <laughs> no, we, just, like, <laughs> we have zero followers right now. No, my
3: mom. That's no oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Well, you're about to get, Two more at least, because <laughs> <laughs> everyone's always asking like you know, for the before and after mm-hmm. shots and everything like that, so I figured, you know let's just put it on there, and like for future endeavors too, we can put it on there, or even film little experiences to give other people like confidence, like, yeah, I, I can do this, replace that, and mm-hmm. just show our journey as we go along the way. Yeah That's awesome.
0: Great. Well, yeah, great. Thank you so much for coming yeah. on the show. We, I feel like we learned a lot from you guys and really appreciate you sharing your story.
3: Yeah, thanks so much for having us, guys.
1: Yeah, thank you guys both for uh, both mentorship and yeah. friendship along <laughs> the way. I look forward to many meetings in our future. We'll, we'll, we'll be here for, for the, the rest of
2: the
0: journey, too. So Awesome. Thank yeah. You, yeah. yeah,
3: thanks,
0: guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Realized Gains podcast. If you have any questions for our co-hosts or guests, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or at JordanLeeMortgage.com.